Hey everyone, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. My name is Lauren and I just work here. (laughs) Hello everyone, my name is Lauren and I just work here. How are we doing this week? I'm doing a little bit better. This week I have had my ups and downs. Last week I was doing better, but you know, it is what it is. I hope everyone is hanging in there. Um, Hopefully the end is in sight for all of us. But what happened this week? Uh, There's nothing new to report at work. I filled up my gas tank for $16.98, so that was really exciting for me. I think it was a couple episodes ago where I said I filled my tank up for $22 even. So gas keeps going down, which is always good. Uh, If it could stay this low, that would be awesome. (laughs) But you know, it is what it is. And we have to celebrate the little things in life, even though we're all not driving as much as we usually do. Something kind of weird that's been happening, I realized this week that I've been waking up almost every night since this quarantine started at exactly 2.56 a.m. And I didn't really know why. Usually I can figure out some sort of, like, explanation or anything like that, but I really couldn't figure out why, because 2.56 is such a random time. It's not quite the witching hour yet or anything, so I listened to this other podcast called Will Run for Murder, which you guys should check it out too, especially if you're into true crime, and they, these two ladies are into numerology, so they take recurring numbers with all these different true crime cases and kind of break it down like that. And it's so interesting. And I've said in a few episodes that I am starting to get more into numerology and they're helping me a lot. So again, that's called Will Run for Murder. And Anyway, they start each of their episodes out asking each other what kind of numeral, I can't talk, oh my god, numerological occurrences that each had that week. And one morning when I woke up at 2.56 a.m., I couldn't tell you what it was, but something told me to add up the numbers and see what it reduces to so I can try and figure out a meaning. So in numerology, obviously different numbers have different meanings and symbolism and stuff. Like you have a life path number and I can get into it more when I learn a little bit more about it. But basically 
to figure out what number it is, you add up all of the numbers. So in this case, it's 256 a.m. So you would add up 2 plus 5 plus 6, and that gets 13. And in numerology, there are certain numbers that you don't reduce any further, and 13 is one of those numbers. 13 is actually a good numer number in numerology and tarot. Um, it's not unlucky like a lot of people think when it comes to numerology and tarot. 13 actually symbolizes transformation and rebirth and the 13th card in the tarot deck is either the death card or the reaper depending on which deck you use but it refers to, tr to a transformation process throughout the spread of your cards. And I'm still trying to decipher what this could mean in my life and um, if someone could, you know, reach out to the Will Run for Murder Girls, please help me out. Uh, I would do it myself, but <laughs> I feel kind of weird just being like, hey, what do you guys think of this? So hopefully they'll have a listener's episode soon and I can write into them and, you know, get their opinions. But we'll see. Other than that. This week, I did do my first socially distanced photo shoot for a friend. I also take pictures and I'm working on building my photography business. I do a lot of things. I have a lot of side hustles because, you know, mama's got bills to pay. <laughs> but I'm building my portfolio currently and the pictures I took turned out so good. I just keep looking at them and I'm seriously so proud of the work that I did. I think these are probably some of my favorite pictures that I've ever taken. So that was really exciting. And I've been getting so many compliments on them. And I love that I'm getting to show people that you can still have photo shoots right now and still abide by current social distancing standards. I know a lot of people are, you know, feeling really bad for the high school seniors this year, you know, having virtual proms and stuff, but you can have socially distanced photo shoots and whatnot. And I am offering a discount on all senior portraits right now that um, will abide by social distancing. Or, you know, if you're not um, <clears throat> into that and want to wait you're more than welcome to go ahead and schedule your appointment now so you can lock in that sale price and then we can schedule it later on in the year so that is all I have for this week and I want to give a shout out to one of my Instagram followers her name is Emily for this week's topic I had someone first ask me what my favorite luxury brands are and since I kind of like to rant um I didn't really take that into effect I do talk about my favorite luxury brands at the end of this but Emily thank you so much girl she said that she wants to know about luxury brands and are they worth the money are they ethical? And what I think about dupes. So that will be this week's topic. And I'm just going to get right into it. I've got some research here 
and some articles, so make sure you guys check the show notes and you'll see all of the articles that I reference in there. <clears throat> so in my opinion, yes, luxury brands are definitely worth the money. I own several luxury clothing items and accessories and I've bought them all with my own money and I've only paid full price for one of my luxury items. And it wasn't technically full price because it, I bought it when I was working at Nordstrom and we got a, an employee discount. So yeah, like I did get it on a quote unquote sale because I was able to use my employee discount, but it was a brand new product. It had just come in like the week before I bought it. So it wasn't on sale because it was going out of season or anything like that. I see luxury items as works of art. I say it all the time to people whenever I talk about why I want to own luxury items. Um, to me, they're all works of art. Yeah, you can see like them saturated. I, I don't want to say like oversaturated because that makes it sound like everyone can afford them and that's definitely not the case. Um, but like the Gucci belt, for example, you see the black belt with the gold G's on it. Um, you see that a lot, but a lot of this stuff isn't super mass produced, especially when it comes to handbags and like other garments, shoes, um, and eyewear, stuff like that, that is going to be a little bit more on the mass produced side. But when it comes to actual garments and handbags, they're not as much mass produced. So they really are works of art. And a lot of, like the majority of luxury products are made by hand. So to me, that's worth it because that would, that just goes into like more of the love and care that goes into making that item. And you can really tell. And that's something that I really value. I'm always one to lean towards anything that's handmade over something that's made in a factory by machines. And that's no matter what I'm looking for, it can be at, at any price point. I just prefer handmade items. Uh, there's nothing wrong with cheaper brands at all. The majority of my closet is comprised of quote-unquote cheaper or mass-produced items. However, with the quality of goods that luxury brands use, the items will last you a lot longer. I have um, a couple pieces that they're just like regular shirts or tank tops that have lasted me so much longer than a tank top that I could get at like Target or Gordman's or something like that. Uh, they just use better quality, like a higher quality cotton or whatever they choose to use. Most luxury brands are really good about doing repairs on accessories like bags, shoes, and eyewear, and they also have excellent customer service as well. I actually know someone that used to work for Prada, and uh, when someone was looking to buy an expensive bag or something like that, they would have to put on white gloves. They would totally like 
wine and dine the customer. They would bring out champagne and, and like little, I don't know if they would bring out finger foods because you wouldn't want to get anything on the actual bag or something, but they would bring out champagne and they would bring out the bag on like a marble tray or something. And the sales associate would have to wear white gloves to handle it. And it, they just go above and beyond. There are so many ethical luxury brands. And just to name a few, Stella McCartney is always going to be at the top. She's probably the most ethical of all luxury brands. All of her items are made by hand. She uses faux leather, faux fur. Nothing is real. So, um... That's one very big, like, ethical thing. And all of her dust bags for the shoes, for the handbags, anything that'll come in a dust bag, it's all made out of recycled plastic bottles. Another designer, I don't know much about this one, but I have heard of them. It's called F.H. Christensen. They are sustainable, and they strive for plastic-free manufacturing, and that is something that they pride themselves on. Eileen Fisher uses ethically sourced goods and organic cottons. And Le Mer, which is a luxury cosmetic brand, they donate a percentage of all sales in efforts to help support ocean conservation products. And you can find that um, online on their website. Again, I'll link all of my resources in the show notes, so make sure you check those out. But they have their own um, charity and it's called La Mer Blue Heart. So everything that La Mer sells, I think it's like 8%. I could be wrong because when I first learned about La Mer, it was when I first started working at Nordstrom. So, um, it's almost six years ago when I learned that and I don't use La Mer. So it's something that didn't really stick the percentage of how much they give back. Unfortunately, the carbon footprint on the fashion industry as a whole is very large. This goes for like your fast fashion, like Shein, Fashion Nova, um, stuff like that. And, you know, it also goes for luxury. If you guys are hearing sirens, I'm recording this during the day again, so I'm sorry. I just work here. (laughs) So like I said, the fashion industry as a whole, the carbon footprint is very large. The majority of goods in the fashion industry are made overseas and then they're shipped all over the world. And 90% of the global goods trade is carried out by ship. You can reduce the carbon footprint yourself by buying secondhand. There are places online like the real real which i've gotten some of my luxury brand items from um there is another website called thread up or even your local consignment shops so there are plenty of places where you can buy secondhand if that's something that doesn't bother you that's always going to reduce the carbon footprint of the fashion industry and a lot of times you can find really good deals on the real real. I haven't used Thread Up, but I know 
Um, I listened to another podcast that has an ad in there for ThreadUp. So you can probably find like discount codes and stuff like that for ThreadUp and stuff like that. And you can reduce the carbon footprint yourself by selecting standard shipping instead of using um, like expedited shipping or something like that. And I know we live in a world where we all want instant gratification right now. But faster shipping means that it's going to have to be like air shipped or like air freighted or something like that. And that, of course, costs more money. So you can reduce the carbon footprint yourself by selecting standard shipping. A lot of fashion houses are um, currently creating face masks right now. And... If you listen to my coronavirus rant episode, it's one of my very first episodes I put out. I briefly touched on this. Since a lot of seamstresses are working from home right now, they are making and distributing face masks with extra materials that they might have. There is a company called Swedish Stockings. I've never heard of them, so I don't know. Obviously, it's in Sweden, but they're teaming up with Stockholm Stand Mission to donate warm socks to the homeless, which is pretty cool. And uh, the brand Reformation teamed up with the city of LA to make and distribute 5 million non-medical masks for essential workers. And so far they've made and shipped over 20,000, which is pretty sweet. And another brand is called Threads for Thought, and they're donating 10 medical grade masks per every $50 order made on their website. And now when it comes to dupes, knockoffs are illegal. So don't buy those ridiculously cheap Louis or the $5 James Charles X Morphe makeup palettes, anything like that. Those are knockoffs. It is illegal. There are brands that will make knockoffs of certain styles originally created by luxury brands, but these more like cheaper brands, they're not using the branding from the originator. So that's one way that it is not illegal. They're using similar styles, but oftentimes you can tell the difference. And they're also not using the same quality of goods. And that's how they keep the consumer cost down. Overall, I don't think dupes are a bad thing. When I was selling at Nordstrom, we had so many house brands that had dupes of luxury brands. There are so many people that want the look of that Stella McCartney clutch, but they can't afford it or they simply don't want to pay that much money for it, which is totally understandable. So we had a house brand that would um, make a clutch or like a shoulder bag that looked very similar to it. Again, with the interruptions, but I'm back. (laughs) And it's going to be yet another week where I cannot make it through a single episode without an interruption. I'm really sorry, guys. Maybe someday we can hope and pray and cross our fingers. (laughs) But like I was saying, Unless you're very familiar with Stella McCartney, some people couldn't really tell that the house brand was a dupe until they actually touched the bag 
or if they got up close. Uh, you could tell that the chain on the house brand was smaller and thinner, not as durable, but from afar you really couldn't tell. And I would just say to do your research, make sure you're getting your dupe from a reputable seller and never buy anything off the black market. Overall, there are there unethical luxury brands? Of course. Are there unethical high street brands? Most definitely. High street meaning the more mass-produced stuff like Express, Macy's, JCPenney, stuff like that. Do I think luxury brands are more ethical than most people think? Absolutely. And if you're wanting to buy luxury fashion, I would just say to do your research to see what brands align with your beliefs. Meaning, like, if they give back to charities or if they try and produce less waste or something like that. Really go it really goes for any brand though if you're really concerned with ethics the carbon footprint etc just please 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 do not buy off the black market how many times do i have to say it do not buy off the black market now like i said in the beginning of the episode someone wanted to know what my favorite luxury brands are so i want to touch on those and why i like some of these brands really quick. Um, so someone else on my Instagram, sorry, I don't remember her name, but she asked this question and I have, I do have a lot of luxury brands that I like. And again, I do have, I don't have like a lot of luxury brand items. I do have some though, and I've bought them all with my money. Like I said earlier, um, all but one piece I got on sale, but my favorite luxury brand is Stella McCartney. First and foremost, hands down, Stella McCartney is my favorite. I drool over her, and I have two of her bags, and I just love them, and I want so many more. <laughs> I want so many more bags. I want wallets. Like, if I could just have all Stella McCartney, I would. Definitely. <laughs> I really like Stella as a person as well and as a business owner. If you go to her Instagram account, it's a look into her, her, into her personal life and it's not all just about her brand. She mixes in stuff with her daughter and herself in there. It's not all just like here's my bag and here's my dress and stuff like that. So I really enjoy that about her. She is just a regular person on social media and I love that. I love how she runs her business and what she stands for. Again, she's known as like the most ethical brand on the market when it comes to luxury and I just love that. Everything is 100% made by hand, which is just fantastic, which it makes it even more so just a work of art because, I mean, 
all the time and energy that goes into it, all the care, it's insane. And it's all extremely high quality and since she uses faux materials, you don't have to worry about them getting ruined by weather and they're really, really easy to clean and everything made from her fashion house is, like I said, truly a work of art. Another one of my favorite brands is Burberry, simply because it's just so iconic. I love the original house check. It's really classic and chic. However, I do love that Ricardo Tisky took over as the creative director. He actually took over a few years ago, and he came from the house of Givenchy. And he has really updated the brand and brought it into, um, like, the more modern times. So, like I said, I love the direction that he's taking the brand. He's keeping everything classy, but he's bringing it up to date and putting more of an urban spin on the newer styles. And I also really like Rag & Bone because their denim is just amazing. I've got a pair of jeans from them and they fit like a glove. And um, I have a denim vest that I got from The Real Real and it's just so nice. And another um, brand that I really like is Elizabeth and James. Again, they're very classy and very chic. I grew up loving the Olsen twins. Um, it's just like I'm a 90s baby, so I've always really loved the Olsen twins. <laughs> so that's part of the reason. But then uh, they know how to run a fucking business like a goddamn boss. Like they are amazing. They have more than just Elizabeth and James too, but I think that is their... Um, most like their well-known brand and for a luxury brand they're more on the less expensive side which is always nice too did you know that skinny mint is giving you a discount when you use code lauren 20 off that's right, you get 20% off every order on SkinnyMint.com when you use my code. I ordered the Crave Crusher bundle not too long ago and I'm really loving it. This bundle comes with the super lean shots that help energize you in the morning, supercharge and avoid that midday slump in the afternoon, and help you recharge at night. The Crave Crusher Bundle also comes with the Hunger Buster Gummies that helps curb cravings, block new fat production, and lower cholesterol. Use code Lauren20OFF now to save on your Crave Crusher bundle and so much more. Again, that's Lauren20OFF on SkinnyMint.com. Alright you guys, those are my thoughts and opinions on luxury fashion, if I think it's worth it. Are these brands ethical and dupes and everything like that? As always, these are just my opinions and I just work here. <laughs> Hopefully I was able to help some people think twice on buying luxury items and shed some light on some of the good that certain luxury fashion houses are doing. I also hope that I was able to make some people laugh and smile because we're all 
going through hard times right now with this coronavirus stuff and in the end all I want is to make someone's day a little better. And in other news, besides just corona stuff, um, I do have some things here. I heard earlier this week that Neiman Marcus is filing for bankruptcy, and um, as I'm just now thinking of it, it's kind of ironic that that happened this week, and I got the suggestion to do the whole luxury items uh, thing this week. So life has its way of um, kind of aligning things like that when I get these topics, I guess. I was low-key shocked because you don't really hear of high-end retailers going out of business, and Neiman Marcus has been around since 1907. A lot of sports players go to the Neiman Marcus here in St. Louis, so I didn't really think anything about Neiman's not doing so hot. And I've been to the Neiman's in St. Louis several times, and I've always hated going there because unless you look rich and you're about to drop several thousand dollars, the employees won't even give you the time of day. Meanwhile, Nordstrom put out an article that they're still thriving and could last a whole 12 months of the brick and mortar stores being closed throughout all of this. Obviously, that's not ideal, but they would still be able to come out of this strong 12 months later with the brick and mortar stores being closed. Nordstrom is also having online sales every day while this is going on to to keep driving business. They always have free shipping and free returns, and the last I heard, they are still doing buy online pickup and store orders, as well as curbside pickup orders, in case you can't stay inside any longer. And something else I heard this week is that Shake Shack is giving back their paycheck protection loan, and that link, if you want to read more about it, will be in the description as well. So the owner, he's actually a St. Louis native. He decided that he's able to do enough business by shifting to curbside and to go orders that he's able to continue paying his employees without the paycheck protection loan. The article also states that he felt there were other businesses that would benefit from the loan who weren't able to apply for the loan initially because funding ran out. Uh, there was another earthquake in LA on the 21st. It was a 3.8 magnitude. That's all I really know about that one. Today is the 23rd and my friend Jeff said it's National Jelly Bean Day. So thank you to Jeff, Ashley's husband. So the ones that are in Italy for pointing that out to me when I asked for topics to talk about today. Uh, go ahead and enjoy some jelly beans today, I guess. <laughs> And to go along with more food-related items, Chipotle. <laughs> um, I gave them a shout-out last week for paying $6.5 million in bonuses to their employees, which is awesome. But this week, they will be paying $25 million in fines for serving tainted food and making a reported 1,100 people sick. <laughs> It's the largest food safety fine ever paid in the U.S. And 
the company admitted to poor safety practices and avoiding and they're avoiding conviction by starting a better food handling program what are your guys thoughts on that uh I know I have my thoughts (laughs) I've only had the chips from Chipotle and I didn't like them so I I've just never been a had like the huge urge to eat Chipotle I'd rather have Qdoba that's just me I did work with someone at Nordstrom a few years ago, though, who ate Chipotle for every single meal, every single day. And I I don't understand how he could do that. It, First of all, that's a lot of money. He claims that it came out to be as much as if he would be uh, grocery shopping every week, but I beg to differ. But do we think that Chipotle can actually, like, do we think we can actually trust them with a quote-unquote better food handling program when they're paying out the largest food safety fine in U.S. history? Let's just be real. And I do have a Scorpio scope for you guys today. This one is kind of short, but watch, I'm probably going to stumble over my words per usual. So the Scorpio scope for today, April 23rd, is as follows. This would be a good day to putter about the house, Scorpio. It isn't a good day to travel or begin any major projects. This could be just the excuse you've needed for taking a day off from your life. You need not answer the phone or fulfill any obligations whatsoever. Simply stay put and tackle some minor household chores. Even if that proves too much, then curl up with some tea and a good book. Man, did I do that today. And I swear that's the first time I read that. So. Now to find my tarot. I swear someday I'll finally... Uh, get my life straightened out, but that won't be today. My love card is strength, my mood card is the fool, and my career card is the wheel of fortune. Okay, so my tarot today is as follows. In the romantic sphere, the fool makes your head feel a bit light, dear Lauren. The inability sorry, the instability around you and the irresponsible side of the people that are close to you tends to hit you even though you are under the protection of strength, which prevents you from committing serious errors. Be careful in your relationship. Don't allow your loved ones to take too much for granted. Your generosity might be abused. At work, you're too agitated to move calmly towards the goal. Oh, come on. Sorry, an ad popped up. You're too agitated to move calmly towards the goals you've set yourself, Lauren. Under the combined influence of the fool and the wheel of fortune, you're inclined to go too fast in everything you say and do today. You're hasty, distracted, lacking in concentration. Little obstacles pile up to impede your efforts. In this unsettling context, you'd be best advised to pause for thought as often as possible. I don't really know how to take that (laughs) because I don't know. I'm still getting used to tarot 
that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> well, you guys, that's it for this week's episode. Please remember to support local during these times. If we don't support our locally owned restaurants and businesses during all of this shit, they might not be here when all of this is over. As we've all, I'm sure, been hearing lately, a lot of businesses are going to have to close. Um, I heard a very popular bar here in St. Louis is going to have to close, and that's so sad. But anyway, so please, if you do have the means, do your part and support your locally owned businesses. And I have a huge thank you to Anchor. I am on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and Overcast. Anchor also lets you see the regions that you, um, that people listen to your podcast on, and I love seeing that it's growing. It's growing little by little every week, so thank you guys so much. Please keep subscribing and tell all of your friends because I'm here to serve you these dumb bitch vibes that we all know and love from me at this point. But seriously, guys, thank you so much. And I really hope that, you know, I can just make some people laugh at the end. So there's that. And be sure to check me out on Instagram at lauren.meredith2 and at laurenmeredithmodel. One is my personal page and one is my business page. You can find me on Twitter at Rocket45Turn and check out the show notes for all resources that I used in this episode. Thank you guys. And I will talk to you all later. Later.